Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week, we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. We hope you find this message encouraging. If nobody's told you already, happy Mother's Day. Let's give all of our moms another big hand clap. Amen. Glad you're here this morning. Uh, the little flashlights, you try them out. There's a little plastic card in there that you got to pull out, but try them out. We tried one, and it didn't work. <laughs> it was weak. So if you get one that doesn't have good batteries, holler at us. We'll swap it out. Um, because Mother's Day is what it is, and uh, I think the home is under attack in these days and times in which we live, and, uh, you know, I can preach about what the Bible says about this, that, and the other, but sometimes it's good to hear from uh, some of our moms. So we have kind of planned things out today uh, to hear from a couple of our moms, and they're nervous. So give them a big hand clap. Aaron Perry, Angie Breed. We are going to be talking about this morning. I'm going to kind of moderate. And uh, I think they're so nervous, I may have to kind of prod them along or ask some pertinent questions. But we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 6, where it talks about the whole armor of God. And this is what Paul says, beginning in verse 10. He says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in, in his mighty power. Put on all the armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in, in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand, uh, resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be able to still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness, for, the, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. Verse 16, in addition to all these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Verse 17, put on the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. And talking about, again, I'm going to kind of moderate. I'm going to step out of the, out of the front. And Miss Erin is going to take the first one, talking about the belt of truth. Is it going? Oh. There we go. <laughs> okay, hello. Good morning. Okay, yes, I'm going to start out with the belt of truth. And like Pastor Philip read, that's the first thing that Paul listed when he was writing about the armor of God. And in studying this, I found out that um, they believe that's the first thing that the Roman soldier would put on. And just a few little facts about the belt. It held the sword. I read that um, the breastplate usually attached itself to it. And something interesting that I read was that a Roman soldier would gather up his tunic and tuck it into the belt. That would keep him from tripling and stumbling during battle. So if you think about that on the spiritual side, whatever we're carrying, if we tuck that into the truth of God, you know, that can keep us standing firm. In John, it tells us that God is truth and that the devil is the father of lies. So 
I believe that this battle we're in is really the truth versus lies. And I, I read a book by um, Priscilla Schreier, and she put it just really simply, I love it, that you can think of the truth as just God's opinion on any matter. So when the devil wants to deceive us, and the thing about deception is that when you're being deceived, you don't know that you're being deceived. So we have to have a standard that's outside of ourselves to look at, um, that's outside of my emotions, that's outside of my feelings, that's outside of the situation that I can see, that I can refer to, so that when the devil starts lying to me, I have God's truth, I have God's opinion that I look, can look at instead of what I see or what I'm feeling. So Amen. it's vital to put on that belt, and that belt of truth I've read, that it was kind of the centerpiece of the whole armor of God. Um, I'm going to tell just a quick little story. <laughs> um, I have two daughters, those of y'all that don't know, and they're kind of close in age. They recently, within the past few years, have become teenagers. 13's rough, okay? And everybody and, said, oh me. <laughs> and I make a joke that um, I don't think I'm a really helicopter mom. I say that um, if there was a paper airplane version... <laughs> Maybe I'm that. I like to be real involved. Um, <laughs> I just like to be around them. And when they turned 13, you know, I'd go in their room, sit on their bed, like, hey, what's up? Do you need something? No. What you doing? You know? <laughs> but I just wanted to be around them. And um, I'm not sure what I was going to say next. We were talking about the belt. Talking about the belt. So you used the belt on them? No, 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 no. It was a different, different story. But <laughs> I probably told some of y'all out loud, and I thought it all the time that I can't do this. I can't tell you how many times I said and thought, I can't be a mom of teenagers. I can't do it. And I was being deceived. I believed it completely. And... After a while, like looking back, I thought I was allowing that to happen. I was not putting on the belt of truth. I was not saying, no, these children are a gift of God, and God has equipped me with everything I need to show them God's love and to be what I need for them. Amen. All right, Miss Angie, anything you want to add to the belt of truth? Um, I still do that, go in their room and like sit on the bed. Hey, what's up? Hannah's 19, so... I mean, it's just because we care, you know. Yes. We want to yes. love on them and know what's going on in their life. Um, the belt of truth, um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And um, the way I wear the belt of truth is I just try to stay my feet firmly planted on the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. I try not to waver in my faith. You know, I don't ride the roller coaster. Um, and something interested me on that, too, was um, he is the truth. So don't believe um, about other gods or other religions. He's the door. He's the way. So follow him. Just stay truly rooted in him. And um, as a mom, it's Mother's Day, I have to say, as a mom, I always... Uh, taught my children the truth 
they both received salvation at a pretty early age. You know, we were in the church all the time. What else did they know, thankfully? <laughs> and um, they both have a relationship with Christ, and I, I don't worry about them following false gods. So that's one thing I don't have to worry about with them. There's lots of others I do worry about, but Amen. that is one. All right. So the next thing is the breastplate of righteousness, or in the New Living Translation, it says the body armor. I like that. Body armor of God. So, Miss Angie, you take the lead on this one. Talk about the body armor of God's righteousness. Okay. I just want to vary just for a moment. That's fine. You, you knew I'd do something I knew you would. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> She's hung around me too long. <laughs> it's not really stupid. Y'all, Mother's Day is a very difficult holiday for me. It's probably the hardest. I think Christmas and Easter are so easy because we're worshiping Christ. We're worshiping God. But Mother's is about people here on earth, you know. And I was so infertile. I was infertile mortal for years. And I'm so ashamed. I tell on myself Two instances in the church, and I'm telling this for a reason. One, I was infertile for years trying to get pregnant. I mean, everybody wants to have kids, you know. Your biological clock is ticking. Everywhere you look, everybody's a mother. I mean, it's just thrown in your face, you know. You You don't have to look. It's just there. The pressure is on. That's the way I felt. And when Mother's Day... A gentleman in our church, he was so nice, he bought a rose for every mother. It was a small church. And he was at the back door, and as we left, he was getting everybody a rose. He said, here, here's your rose. I said, I'm not a mother. Oh, it don't matter. Take one. No, I'm not a mom, you know. Oh, we love you. Take one. I said, I don't want one. I'm not a mom. And I walked out angry, embarrassed. and Hurt. Hurt. And it was stupid. And then the second thing was this same time, I guess the next year, a lady comes into the church and she was a friend and she hands me this little gift box about this big. And she said, here, open it. And I said, what is it? It was Mother's Day. And she said, open it. Oh, okay. It was a pair of baby shoes. And I was like, I don't. I don't get it. You know, I said, I don't, I don't get it. And she said, I'm pregnant. Oh, that day I went home crying so hard I had to stop the car and pull off the side of the road. It was that bad. And I said all that to say this. You never know what women are going through, especially on Mother's Day. It's tough for me. And I really grieve for the moms who have deceased children or who can't have children like I was, you know, or maybe your kids are in prison, you know, turned out rotten or something. I can, hey, I can identify with that too. So I'm just saying, be careful. Hannah, you have any input in that? (laughs) She knows it's not her. (laughs) We love Jesse. He's at work, so he can't hear this. Don't anybody show him this if you're recording it. 
He knows he is. Okay, the breastplate. I just said all that to say this. Just be careful when you're approaching people. You never know what they're going through. So if you have on your body armor, then that can't get to your heart, right? <laughs> that's, that's where we're headed. It's not supposed to. <laughs> but we are human. Um, the breastplate protects the heart and the vital organs. Um, it uh, protects the inner part of the man. And Proverbs 4 tells us that above all else, guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. And to me, the breastplate of righteousness is just like Romans says, all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God, and, but we're all justified through grace. And boy, I love that because it just puts us all smack dab on even ground. You Amen. can walk through these doors a millionaire or a hobo off the street. If you're saved by grace, we all good, you know. Um, and then I wanted to say, um, I like this one because I know, you know that old saying, I know that I know that I'm saved. I'm where I belong with God. Um, after my mom died, I wasn't saved then. and uh, She died with lung cancer, a very painful death she suffered a great deal for six months of course I was there by her side because I knew time was short you know I was 19 and um she died and it just left me empty as it would anybody and I was searching and searching for answers and we weren't religious in my home we didn't go to church my dad wouldn't let us so I was just searching and searching and I vowed I got saved uh, right after we married, and I vowed then I will always let my children know where I stand with God. Even if I'm backslid and not right with God, they're going to know it because I don't want them to wonder 30 years later after I'm dead, well, I wonder if Mama's in heaven. You know, we tell the stories of, oh, I'll see my loved one someday in heaven. Well, I don't know. I hope I will, but... She read her Bible some, but that's it. We never talked about it. She never told me. So my kids will never have to wonder. Um, that's it. All right, Miss Aaron. tough act to follow on that one, but <laughs> right? got any thoughts on, on the body armor of God? <laughs> okay, next we're going to talk about the shield of faith. Um, what I read about this is the shield that the soldiers were would use was not a small little flimsy shield this is quite large in fact I read that if the soldier was kind of crouched down it would cover up his whole body and this was the soldier's first line of defense um, also read which I never really thought about because the shield was so large it not only protected the body but it protected the other pieces of armor as well um, in James, it tells us that faith without, without works is dead. And that really spoke to me because I think so often I am going through something and I sit back and, yes, I believe, I believe, yes, Jesus, you can do this. But I think there are some situations that are going to require action on our part. That Amen. Our faith should change the way we think, our behavior, other things to show what our faith is in. And as I was studying this, the first, um, there, you know, there are tons of stories in the Bible about great men and women of faith, but the 
story that came to my mind was about the woman that reached out to touch the hem of Jesus. And I kind of put myself in her position for a little bit, and I thought, how would the devil be attacking me if I was her? I would be at home thinking, I'm in a dire situation. There is no help. I have used all my means. And I know that the devil would use me and say, or not use me, he would lie to me and say, there's no point in going after this, Jesus. You've tried everything. That's not going to work. But she, were, she wasn't listening to those lies. Her faith got her out of her house, got her to the gathering where Jesus was at. And she just didn't sit back and say, okay, I know Jesus has this. I know he can heal me. She went beyond that. She acted out her faith. And she went, if I can just touch him. And, you know, Jesus tells her, your faith has healed you. So I know for me that's important to make sure that my thinking, my behavior, my attitude is a reflection of the faith that I have because our God is faithful, right? Amen. We have a good source to have our faith in. And I think that when we act out our faith a little bit and our behavior and our actions show our faith, you get kind of a holy confidence. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot right now, but a little bit more than what I did in that chair a little bit ago because I'm kind of acting out on faith right now. And the fact that y'all can understand me without my voice shaking so bad, I think, is a testimony. Amen? Amen. Okay. Amen. <laughs> All right. So, Angie, any thoughts on the shield before we get into the shoes? I very much, but just a little. Um, usually the shields were four to three foot wide and cut, made of wood or covered with animal skin. And they would, uh, if they were fighting a battle, they would, like, line up side by side and even form a circle, which I thought was cool. So, you know, the enemy couldn't get to them. And Romans 12 says every man is given a measure of faith. So I think that's pretty awesome because he's speaking to Christians there. Unbelievers aren't given a measure of faith. So that should make us feel very special that our Heavenly Father has given us each a measure of faith. So use that measure that he gave you and stretch it when you can. And how do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing, you know, the word of God. So strengthen it. Read the Bible, podcast, daily devotions, audio Bible, whatever you got to do. But you got to hear it to get it. Amen. All right. So now, uh, Angie, you take the lead on, on the shoes, the, the piece that comes from, from uh, putting the good news on and getting ready to spread that good news. So um, talk about that. Talk about being the good news people versus the bad news people. <laughs> i got to get to my notes, y'all. I follow the notes. Ugh. Unlike her husband. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Putting on the shoes means we're ready whenever and wherever God calls us to be. And that means you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. So you want to talk about a comfort zone? Move across country. Amen. You're out of your comfort zone. So you've got to trust God that he's going to put you where you want to be. You're going to put on those shoes, and you're going to go where he tells you to go. You're going to take that good news where he leads, even if it is across country. And since it's Mother's Day, I have to say as a mom, when we were talking about you know, I feel like God is like Texas on our heart. So 
when he says move, we got to move. And as a mom, I was thinking, oh, my, I've got to move my kids away from their friends to a new school, to a new city, away from the only grandparents they know or have, and to a smaller home. And we went from a very rural lifestyle to a very suburban lifestyle, large school, heavy traffic, densely populated area. It it was, you know, a change. So, yeah, I was willing to put on the shoes. That was the easy part, saying, yeah, let's go. But it was a change. So just be prepared. If God calls you to go, you got to go, but you better buckle your belt and be ready. That's the reason you put your belt on first. Miss Erin, anything about the shoes of the gospel? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So how about the helmet? I've got the helmet. Oh, gosh. The helmet was made out of bronze or iron. Uh, and they would uh, put cloth inside their helmet to make it more comfortable. And then that big uh, center of horsehair, you know, it's pretty cool looking. It's dyed different colors. That uh, told you what rank they were. And it usually covered part of the face and then down the neck. So um, as my helmet of salvation, you know, mainly talking about salvation and a mom, I always took my kids to church. I mean, it would look bad if I didn't. So I did. (laughs) The only time we missed was if they were sick. And I tried to make it a joy for them to go. You know, I never, I mean, I never dreaded going and never wanted them to, like, oh, you know, we got to go again, you know, that kind of stuff. I tried to make it a joy. And um, I always did a lot of uh, prep work Saturday night for moms with little ones. Like I would make sure all the laundry was done and their clothes were laid out and the baths were done and what we were going to do for breakfast, you know. I always made sure Sunday morning wasn't a hassle. And then I always stopped at McDonald's for breakfast. That was a treat for us to make it fun. And then Philip and I never rode together to church because we would fight on the way. So Every time. That made it a joy. Driving separate. We still do. Win win. <laughs> some of the some of the biggest arguments. This is no kidding. Uh, whenever you're trying to do something for the Lord, is when you'll get in some of the biggest arguments you will ever have. And so very early on, we figured out, hey, if we don't spend much time together on Sunday morning, that's not a problem. So now we're together all the rest of the time and we spend a lot of time together but hey if the devil doesn't get a chance an opportunity and that that salvation the helmet of salvation keeps keeps them out of your head and so you know sometimes we'd have a seriously when I first started going and evangelizing uh, we'd be traveling sometimes several miles and of course ride together and uh, have a big argument and then I you know the devil would beat me up oh you're some example yeah, you, you need to get up there and preach the word now because you and your wife had a big blow up on the way to, to preach here. So it not only was defeating to me, it was defeating to her. And then I'm sure I didn't preach like I should preach uh, because my thoughts were all caught up. So it's about keeping him out of your head. And so, uh, Miss Erin, anything on the helmet? No, I, um, 
I love the helmet thought just because that's where the devil really attacks me most is my thoughts and these lies and I'm not good enough, I can't do that. And so to know that God has given me, we have all the resources we need, we just need to use them. So to know that God has given me resources to be victorious over those thoughts and I can take them captive and I can put them in obedience of him, that, you know, that's encouraging. And right. Because Romans chapter 12 is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. So ultimately, it comes back to that. And I'll go ahead and tell on them, Zach and Aaron do ride separately as well. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. If I could just so the, get someone to drive my kids. Right. <laughs> we'd all be happy. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, guys. <laughs> all right. So the last one is the sword of the Spirit. So, uh, Aaron, you take the lead on that one. Yes. The sword of the Spirit is um, God's Word. And if you've heard any teaching on the armor of God, you know that that's the only offensive weapon that we have. Um, and what I was reading that really spoke with, to me the most about the sword of the Spirit is that these soldiers wouldn't just use the sword in battle. This was a daily tool. They used it for cooking, for kindling, um, or split, splitting kindling. Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. And um, to... Um, cut ropes if the captives were held by. So this isn't just something that, oh, they're in an intensive battle, now they pull it out. They were using it regularly. And, you know, back in these days, they didn't have stainless steel. So if you had a weapon, um, a sword that you weren't using regularly, it was going to get dull and pitted and rusty. And what that tells me is that if I am only going to bring out the Word of God when... I'm in dire need of it. I'm going to be kind of flimsy. I'm going to be not knowing where to look. I'm going to be, you know. But if I'm using it regularly as a daily tool, then that's where my power comes from because I'm so familiar with it. And, you know, it's just part of me then. Um, and, you know, Jesus used scripture when he was tempted. And what better example do we have than Jesus, right? Um and, you know, when you get into the Word of God, it changes your focus. Um, I, I like to play solitaire. <laughs> it sounds silly. The kids in Petra say that's a grandma game. But that's the game I like to pull out on the phone and play. And um, <laughs> a few months ago, Zach was telling me about an app that you could get to practice scripture memory. And so I was like, that would probably be good for me. So on my two minutes of downtime, I'm not playing solitaire constantly like a grandma, um, learning scripture. So I got that, and I had been, this was at the beginning of the year, I had um, recently memorized a scripture from Psalms that said, um, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Well, I guess maybe two months after that, I was going through a personal situation that really shook me and I was worrying, and I was consumed with the what-ifs. And it was like God said, remember that scripture you memorized? Are you in perfect peace? No. <laughs> and do you believe my word? Of course. Then where are your thoughts, and who are you, what are you trusting right now, the situation and what you see, or me? Because if you believe my word, I will keep you in peace if you trust in me and keep my thoughts, keep your thoughts on me. And... So the fact that I could have that word of God instilled in me and then use it, it took my focus off the situation that I was so worried about and put it back on, okay, my thoughts need to be on God and I need to be trusting him. 
So I just think the word of God and using it daily is so important so that we can be familiar with it on the times that we do need to have it in battle. All right. Miss Angie, any thoughts on the sword of the spirit, which is the word? Uh, just short, quick, but do you know the name of that app? I think it's called Versus. Versus. <laughs> it's good because there's little games, you know, <laughs> fill in the blank games and stuff. Yeah. So it makes it kind of fun. Um, I'm easily amused. <laughs> uh, just that um, the sword is an offensive weapon, and um, I like that. You know, I like to like envision. You know, if you're quoting that, you're going through a tough time, and you're quoting that scripture that you're leaning on at the moment. You know, just imagine your sword out, and you're just gutting the devil. You know, just stabbing <laughs> him, twisting it, and pulling it back out. She does like those kind of movies. I'll just, we'll <laughs> end on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so a couple of things. Give, give them a big hand clap. <laughs> One of the things that uh, in this portion of scripture there, and I was going to wait and see if they brought it out because we did not rehearse this. This was all just like it was. It, it was not Memorex, it was live. Uh, so the, the thing about it is, uh, in this portion of Scripture, it says, stand firm. And then a few verses later, it says, stand firm. And then you'll be found standing. And all the, all the things are is that God has given us enough that we don't have to run from the enemy. If you'll notice, not one thing in the whole armor of God is covering anything behind you. That's because you don't need to turn your back and run. Amen. We have everything. Yeah, like Miss Angie, forward and all those, all that stuff there. So the, the thing that we need to realize is that, again, I think our families are under attack. And I think if all of us husbands, dads would acknowledge it, uh, our wives carry the brunt of the home front. Okay, thank you, Miss Emma. All the guys said... Amen. I mean, as much as we like to think we're the provider and we can do all that, our moms, our, our wives carry the home front. And so they're under attack in a lot of different ways. And we've talked about some of those things, uh, sometimes in kind of a laughing way. But ultimately, it comes down to this. We need to pray for our homes. We need to pray for our spouses, uh, whether you're a husband or a wife. Pray for your spouse daily. Amen. Lift them up. And uh, try not to let the enemy come in and get in between you. Like I said, whatever you got to do to make that happen, uh, don't, give him a, don't give him a place to come in. Put that armor up against him and, and let him do what he will. And it, it says that, uh, that that shield of faith will quench all of his fiery darts. Amen? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And we are going to pray for our families, pray for our homes. Pray for our spouses, and uh, if, if you are here today and you've never made a commitment to the Lord, this would be a wonderful day to do that. Amen. We hadn't really talked about salvation from that perspective, but you know what? The Holy Spirit may be working on you this morning. So first, we're going to do that. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, right now as we are gathered together in your name, thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for giving us a good day to celebrate motherhood and everything that that means. But, Lord, if there is one person here that does not know you, this would be a perfect time for them to come to know you. And so, Lord, if there's one person here that says, I want to make things right with the Lord, 
Maybe you, maybe you did that a long time ago and you've just, it seems so long ago and so far away that you want to renew that. Or maybe it's the very first time you've ever prayed that prayer. But you know today that you want to make that commitment to the Lord. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up? I'm not going to embarrass you. not going to call your name. not going to call you up front. Nobody's going to know it except me and the Lord. I just want to know who I'm praying with. But if that's you today and you simply say, I want to make things right with God, would you just slip that hand up? Yes, I see that hand. Anybody else? Very quickly. We're going to pray. If you raised your hand, or even if you didn't, and you want to pray that prayer, this is all you got to do. It's not complicated. You just go to the Lord and say, Father, I, I come to you this morning, and I ask you to please forgive me for all those things that I've done that would displease you, that would separate us, that would cause some, some separation between you and I, Lord, I, I pray that you would forgive those things. Lord, I, I, Jesus, I know what you did for me. You died on that cross for my sins. You died in my place so that I could go free, that I could make that decision to follow you today. And Lord, would you forgive me? And, and just uh, I thank you for loving me that much. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for saving me. But Lord, right now I'm on this earth and you know everything I'm dealing with. So would you please go with me, just lead and guide and protect me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for loving me and saving me. And I just give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name.